Hey y'all, it's Billy. It's Christy. And you're listening to the 12 Days of French Port Front Porchmas. There we go. Words are hard Words right are here hard. at the very beginning, but <laughs> the 12 Days of Front Porchmas 2021 edition. Yeah. And we thank you for sticking with us so far. And we are up to day 10. 10. It is the 10th day of Front Porchmas. Yes. 2021 edition. Yes. So, how does that make you feel? Like we're getting really close. I know. It's almost Christmas time. Yes. But I think I'm, I'm ready. Excited. I think I, I, other than I got to wrap a couple of leftover things, I think I'm ready. You're wrapping up leftovers? Well, that too. Okay. But no. Well, you, you do you. <laughs> oh, thanks. I don't like that phrase. But that's another story for another day here on uh, the 12 Days of Front Porchmas. You know what we're going to talk about a little bit today? Tell me. I think we're going to try to talk about two different topics. I okay. don't think we will spend a lot of time on either one of them. <laughs> Famous less words. Uh, yes. <laughs> if it looks that way, we'll cut one of them. Okay. So, uh, do you know of any strange Christmas traditions or strange alleged Christmas traditions? Well, that feels interesting. Yes, that'll make sense maybe here in a second. Okay. I feel like I've heard of some that maybe I'm not familiar with or we just didn't practice growing up. Um, But tell me what you're thinking of. Have you ever hidden a pickle in a tree? I have not. (laughs) I have not either. Okay. Like a real one? Like you pull it out of a jar and put it in there? uh, You know, that may make more... Yes, that may make more sense. Or do you put a a jar of pickles in the tree? You put a jar of pickles in the tree. (laughs) So there is um, this somewhat strange Christmas tradition or custom. Okay. Uh, and it's the Christmas pickle. Have you seen a Christmas pickle? I feel like I've seen an ornament. Yes, that's basically what it is. Oh, okay. At this point. Okay. I don't know that anybody puts a real pickle. Well, I took it literally. Although I have heard of some people, something about a pickle in a tree. <laughs> and I, I don't really know. Oh, boy. Now, what is uh, interesting about all this talking about pickles right now is our daughter loves pickles. She does. And you can buy whole pickles Mm -hmm. in a pouch that I think don't require refrigeration. Mm -hmm. And I thought about getting one for her stocking. Mm, That's Uh, a good idea. But the only ones I've seen have been in the refrigerated section when we've been out. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't want to put a jar of pickles in there (laughs) because that'd be a little bit heavy. But yeah, here's a strange tradition. Uh, and it's strange to me, at least. Mm-hmm. It may not be to somebody. There may be a porchy that does this, um, but of putting a of the Christmas pickle. Okay. And no one is really quite sure why this custom <laughs> exists. That feels about right. Um, yeah, there is uh, one thing I found that claimed that the Germans invented this idea of Boy, the <laughs> the Christmas pickle. Okay. Uh, I felt sure that that had to be an American tradition. (laughs) Well, it is a lesser known Christmas tradition for some Americans. Okay. And uh, basically, it's a Christmas tree decoration in the shape of a pickle, Mm -hmm. which you hide in a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And the finder receives either a reward Mm -hmm. or good fortune in the next year. Oh, okay. So I think it could be similar to the baby and the king cake. Okay. For Mardi Gras. Okay. uh, With that. And over the past couple of years, we have seen either when we're out or somebody will send us a meme or something or just a photo of something they found of an ornament that is shaped like a pickle and it's mm-hmm. referred to as the Christmas pickle. Uh, nobody really knows how this started or where it came from. 
a number of different origin stories, uh, including an origination in Germany. But that one has been discounted. Okay. And it actually is believed to be an American thing, Mm -hmm. maybe of uh, German descent, but not from Germany. The tradition is commonly believed uh, by many Americans to come from Germany and is referred to by something I am not even going to attempt to say. (laughs) Come on. I cannot speak German. Uh, But that's probably a lie. It's probably not true. That you can't speak German? <laughs> no, that part is <laughs> that part is for the most part accurate. Okay. I Your high school if, German will not go very far. No, in this. I okay. know a few words. Okay. Uh, but not that. So that, that idea has been discounted. And there are some other things. Uh, this particular information comes from like why Christmas. Why Christmas? Whychristmas.com. Hmm. Uh, and there's some other places, but... Uh, 1880s Woolworth stores started selling glass or- ornaments imported from Germany. Okay. And some were shaped in various, uh, or sh- in the shape of various fruits and vegetables. Okay. So I think that may be sure. where the idea of this originated in Germany yeah. because they were importing ornaments yeah, from Germany. That makes sense. And uh, it seems that pickles must have been among the selections, which okay. still that seems odd to me. You have a Christmas tree. <laughs> Uh, we do have some interesting things hanging on our tree yes. over there. Yes. Uh, but no fruits or vegetables. No. Everything that's hanging on there, ornament-wise, that probably wouldn't be on other people's tree or significant or have meaning to somebody in our family. Yes. Like, there's a guitar on there. There's Alabama stuff. There's... A coffee uh, cup. <laughs> is there a coffee cup? Yeah. It's a Starbucks one that I think my mom got us. Okay. Or got you, probably. There's like a... a a, a cup for peanuts. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, what else is on there? A record. Yeah. Uh, some things of that nature. But no pickles. No pickles. No fruits. No vegetables. Uh, that happened uh, whatsoever with that. Can I admit that I'm just really glad it's not a real pickle? Because I'm not a huge fan of the smell. And to think about what that would smell like as time progressed. Right. Well, several years ago when I first heard about this idea of the Christmas pickle, I thought you hid a real pickle yeah, in the tree. That, obviously, that's what I thought, Like too. we're having a Christmas party and we hide a Christmas <laughs> pickle. And the first person to find it wins something with that. Yeah. No. Uh, so around the same time that Woolworths was importing these glass ornaments, it was claimed that the Christmas pickle was a very old German tradition, that the pickle was the last ornament hung on a tree, and then the first child to find the pickle got an extra present. Okay. I mean, if that was the case, you better believe I'm going to find the pickle yeah. every year. It doesn't matter that it's child in that Even sentence. if I have to, like... Uh, uh, what's the word here? If I have to hide it in my pocket oh and my put, be the one that puts it up there to say I find it. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So this idea about being a German tradition seems to be a total myth. Not many people in Germany have even heard of the Christmas pickle. Okay. Uh, but some people, some families do now have this tradition of hanging the pickle on the tree with the first person or child to find it, get an extra present. Again, probably not coming from Germany. There are two other rather far-fetched stories linking the pickle to Christmas. Okay. And to me, there is nothing about pickles that says Christmas. (laughs) They're green. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff for Christmas is Mm -hmm. green. Mm -hmm. You could take a pickle and you can turn it into a cool liquor, which could be red. Mm -mm. And that red is often associated with Christmas, but just... I'm thinking pickle. My stomach literally flip-flopped. No. You know you love cool pickles. 
No. All right, so here's uh, one of the stories. Okay. It features a fighter in the American Civil War who was born in Bavaria, okay. an area of what is now Germany. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a prisoner and starving. He begged a guard for one last pickle before he died. <laughs> okay. The guard took pity on him and gave a pickle to him. The pickle gave him the mental and physical strength to live on. Okay. And he credits that pickle <laughs> with saving his life. So okay. that's there we go. Where that idea comes <laughs> from. Uh, and if I am dying of starvation, I'm going to eat whatever is sure. available to yes. me. Yes. But unless you're eating like a sandwich that has the pickle with it, that's I don't know that I'm going to request that. No. Um, yeah, and so after this individual returns to his family, he began a tradition of hiding a pickle on their Christmas tree every year. That's that's the legend. I was going to say, that still feels like a stretch. It does, because I don't think you'd want, I don't know. I mean, if the pickle saved your life, maybe, okay, but maybe. maybe you wouldn't want to relive that. Right. Uh, another <laughs> origin, uh, which comes from uh, Berrien Springs, is a Victorian-era tale of St. Nicholas saving two Spanish children who were trapped in a barrel of pickles by an innkeeper. Okay. <laughs> uh, which actually derives from a much more gruesome medieval legend <laughs> involving cannibalistic butcher butchering and storing a group of boys in a barrel and St. Nicholas miraculously restoring and resurrecting them. Wow, Christmas got dark. <laughs> yes, it did. So, uh, jolly old St. Nick uh, saved uh, some people from a pickle barrel. <laughs> this other uh, other site that says, uh, related to this, medieval tale of two Spanish boys traveling home from boarding school for the holidays. They stopped at an inn for the night, but the innkeeper was evil. So the in, evil innkeeper killed the boys and put them in a, bickle, a pickle barrel. Uh-huh. Talk about being in a real pickle. Oh. Uh, so that evening, St. Nicholas stopped by at the same inn, found the boys, miraculously bought them back to, brought them back to life. <laughs> uh, there's no legend about St. Nicholas rescuing boys from a barrel, but the barrel uh, was originally holding meat for pies, not pickles. Okay. So... What do you have to say about all this stuff? No, thank you. Yeah. It's most likely that uh, an ornament salesman with lots of spare pickles to sell invented the legend of the Christmas pickle. (laughs) That's brilliant. That is marketing right there. Uh, Now, there is also an annual pickle festival held during the early part of December. And I don't know if that's actually related to this idea of the Christmas pickle. Or not. No, it's in Michigan. Okay. In Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, a brief history of the Christmas pickle. I'd love to know if any of our listeners do that and why. Like if they're if that's something that your family's always done, if you know the story that you guys follow and yeah, I want to hear about this. So send us send us some information. Uh best way to do that would be through Instagram. We're the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. Go ahead and give us a follow while you're there. You can check us out in our stories and in our feed. I will post some uh, questions and polls but that's a great way to communicate with us send us a direct message and tell me do you do the the pickle in the christmas tree and if you know some background as to why tell me i want to know like why your family does it or why you do it not 
Yeah. I say, I just told you what, a <laughs> no, little no, bit no. of what we think. So what would you do on Christmas morning if you woke up and you just saw a pickle hanging on our tree? Well, I'm not a fan of pickles. so And I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's not going to be an ornament. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm going to go get a gallon jug uh-uh. of pickles. Uh-uh. And I'm just going to pierce one of them yeah. and hang it on the tree like the and hook. see if you notice. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I think we would all notice. Yeah. As we look at our tree thinking, nope. (laughs) I'm not going to put it on the family tree. I'm going to put it on your tree. No, sir. It's not green or white. I mean, it's not white or gold. I know, but that's why you have to find it because the green will blend in. I'll follow my nose. And whoever finds it gets an extra present. Or good luck for the year. Which one do you prefer? Better good good luck luck for the year. After the last couple of years, right? Okay. (laughs) We need all the luck we can get. So another uh, tradition uh, which I don't hear about much anymore in reality. You might. I, growing up, I do remember occasionally this would appear in my house, uh, the mistletoe. Mm. What do you know about mistletoe? Well, I know that my grandmother used to have it, uh, my mom's oh, mom. Really? But they traveled around the world, and I think they picked up a number of customs from different places. But they always had it in their, I think they had, they're the formal people, although their house was not formal. They had old school, some of you uh, older listeners will know what I'm talking about. They had a living room and a den. Okay. And the den is where they put the Christmas tree, and there was mistletoe usually somewhere in there. Okay, and which one of those were you not allowed in? Well, I was I was always the favorite, <laughs> so I was allowed in either one of them, but we didn't play in the den. Okay. I think that's right. Because I can't remember I which can't one remember is the either. more formal one. Yeah. I think den would be more formal because the word living is in living yes, room. Yes, right, 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 right. And actually, I feel like for some reason, maybe she even called it the TV room, <laughs> which is probably even more appropriate, but okay. um, I... We never had it at my house growing up, and we haven't had it in our house since we've been married. Right. So right. what about well, you? Um, I do remember at, at one point, it was like a plastic. Mm. It wasn't real mistletoe, mm-hmm. but it was taped up and or hung up uh, as you walked into the kitchen. Oh, okay. And then so as a little kid, I knew that what you were supposed to do under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. And so I would turn sideways and <laughs> shimmy, shimmy through. through so I wouldn't actually be under the mistletoe. You're so smart. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why it was there. <laughs> not, I don't know. But, you know, what are you supposed to do if you're under the mistletoe? Mm-hmm. Big old kiss. Okay, but why is it a tradition to kiss underneath the mistletoe? I do not know, but I'm going to assume you'll tell me. I hope so. Okay. I've skimmed a couple of articles today, and I forget which one had the right information. <laughs> what? Good. So let's talk a little bit about mistletoe. Tell me. The plant is actually a parasite. Yes. You knew that? Yes. And I am I feel like I watched something just yesterday that talked about that because yesterday. when you take it off of the plant, it kills it or something. That I would can't make remember. sense. Yeah, there's something to it that I was like, no way. I'd never heard it before yesterday. So keep going. Tell me more. The plant, which is actually a parasite, has been used as a symbol of fertility for centuries, even dating back as far as the Druids in the first century. Why would that be considered a symbol of fertility if it's a parasite? Well, mistletoe is unique in that it can grow even in the depths of winter, oh, okay. which contributes to its image of fer- uh, fertility. And how do you say that word right there? Vivacity. Vivacity, especially when it sprouts among a batch of bare tree branches. Okay. So because it's basically evergreen. 
Okay. And, you know, last through the harsh winter. Okay. Uh, it's life in the midst of what seems to be death. Oh. Says Bruce Forbes, a holiday expert and professor emeritus of religious studies at Morningside University in Iowa. Oh, yes. The plant has also been tied to the Romans, who used it as a representation of peace, love, and understanding, and would hang it over doorways, uh, according to a historian by the name of Jane Byer. Mm. Mistletoe lore takes a stop in Norse mythology, too. Okay. Seeing Norse and mythology together is kind of difficult. Yes, I've never realized that we started podcasting how many words were difficult to say when you needed to say them. Sure. And that's a discussion for the regular show. But I know what it is because we're trying to enunciate clearly where normally we just talk through the words and they just roll off the tongue. Yeah. All right. So mistletoe lore takes a stop in Norse mythology when Baldur, is that how you would say that? B-A-L-D-U-R. Baldur, Mm -hmm. the son of a Norse god, was prophesied to die. His mother, the goddess of love, instructed all animals and plants not to harm him, but left out the parasitic mistletoe. Interesting. The legend says Baldur was killed by an arrow made out of mistletoe, and Mm. in some versions of the tale brought back to life by it as well, leading his mother to declare it as a symbol of love, according to History.com. Okay. I do feel like I've heard that it is poisonous. I've like, heard that too. Like you wouldn't want your dog to, to eat, it. eat it. Yeah. Um, but I also not think I've heard that about um, poinsettias. So maybe I'm getting yeah, those two things. That's what up. I'm wondering too. I think poinsettias, the berries are poisonous. And we're just max, mixing those up. I'm not really sure. Do poinsettias have berries? Do they not? There's something about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, that's not today's episode. That's not. And I've read up on poinsettias for yes. a while. Uh, the plant has not always been associated with kissing at Christmas gathering. Okay. Tradition may have originated more recently. Oh. It is mentioned in Christmas songs and poems in England by the 18th century. Mm-hmm. In the United States, footsteps may be traced back to Old Christmas, a 19th century book by Washington Irving, oh. who scholars point to as an influential figure in shaping Christmas in America. The book captures some of the holiday traditions already in use in England and could have been a driving force for bringing some of those traditions over to the United States. Mistletoe is still mistletoe. Mistletoe <laughs> is still hung up in farmhouses and kitchens at Christmas, which may explain why it was in Christmas or in the kitchen of my parents' house. Or the house you I grew live up in a farmhouse? Well, it says in farmhouses and kitchens. Oh, okay. And like, the I'm young men have the privilege of kissing the girls under it, oh. plucking a berry, or each plucking each time a berry from the bush. That sentence is poorly constructed. Whoever wrote this article. <laughs> so basically, every time you kiss under it, you have to take a berry from the mistletoe. Okay. And when all the berries are gone. It no longer holds the magical power of kissing underneath it. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Uh, Eating the berries off mistletoe plant seems to have fallen out of tradition in recent years, uh, though, and perhaps rightfully so, swallowing American (laughs) mistletoe can cause an upset stomach. So maybe it's not completely poisonous, but it's probably going to make you sick. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The parasitic plant has grown into a fixture of the holiday season. Uh, particularly in the United States. Uh, Forbes calls it one of the big four plants. Okay. Uh, talking that you'll see at midwinter celebrations, along with ivy, holly, and evergreen trees. Okay. Mistletoe is mentioned in some popular song, Christmas songs. Can you think of any of those? 
Um, we heard at least one of these today. Well, I was just thinking there might be one of the songs that Pentatonic sings. I don't know. I can't remember. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, Underneath the Mistletoe. Last night. Yeah. Rocking okay. Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Mm-hmm. And Mariah Carey's Modern Sensation, All I Want for Christmas. <laughs> it's for that song to stop playing. Stop it. It's like right, number one. All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't know that I've ever completely heard the whole song. That doesn't feel possible. If if I have, it's been like background noise in oh. a store. Sure. That makes sense. So I I cannot. I can maybe give you the opening line, but I'm not going to try. That's okay. Um, it's in <laughs> she all didn't kinds win. of movies. She did not win our uh, poll. It was Michael Bublé. So. Oh, yeah. Michael Bublé is much better. <laughs> much better. And what does he sing? Home. Okay. Is that a Christmas song? No, but he, oh. he sings all the Christmas songs. He sings all the Christmas songs. He does. Okay. And he can. Yes. He's got a great voice. And he's got that that soft, that like kind of fake soft drink that... <laughs> Bubbly. <laughs> Bubbly. Yeah. That uh, seltzer water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know was... who else? We, I, you know who else can sing some Christmas songs? Who? This is not a Christmas song episode, by the way. Tell me. Harry Connick Jr. Oh, yes. Yes. Agree. And the man can play some piano and sing. Yes. All right, so if I hung up mistletoe, would you smooch me under it? You better believe it. Okay. Pucker up, uh, baby. Let's see. It's a evergreen plant. Uh, let's see. Botany Research Associate at the Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History, who studies mistletoes, uh, mistletoes of the Caribbean islands, says it's an evergreen plant uh, combined with the fact that it keeps its fruit in winter. That's another reason. Hmm. So it still has the berries on it or, or that show up in winter being fertility and vitality uh we already mentioned that mistletoes are parasites Mm -hmm. uh it's a little more complicated than the hollywood depiction of parasitism sure sure mistletoes specifically known as hemi parasites hemi hemi parasites i'm not a scientist i don't know (laughs) you don't know how that works a term for i know how parasites work oh uh, but here, mistletoe is a type of parasite that is, uses this term for a plant that gets some or all of its nutrients uh, from another living plant. Okay. In the mistletoe's case, it attaches to branches of a woody tree or shrub mm-hmm. and siphons water and food from the host. I wonder, what, where does Which, it grow? You said in the Caribbean? Well, it grow, it's grown all over the world. Okay. And this makes sense because I remember seeing some like old TV shows or occasionally hearing somebody, they were going to go get some mistletoe Mm -hmm. and they had to shoot it out of trees. Oh. But because it's, so I thought, oh, it grew on trees. But if it's a parasite and it attaches to a host, if it attaches to a tree or a bush, it's going to grow up from that. Yeah. Uh, Mistletoe aren't incapable of going on their own or they can do some photosynthesis, particularly in the early part of their life. Uh, when they first attach to their host tree, mistletoes don't commonly kill their host. Oh. Which is, I think most parasites do. Yeah. But maybe not at all, because again, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> uh, sometimes the host plant will experience stunted growth resulting from the uninvited okay. guest. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this person says, I've seen trees that have branches with so many mistletoes on them, the branch can die. And is it saying mistletoes as in plural? Mistletoes. Interesting. I've never really thought of it in terms of singular or plural. So when you said that, I thought, is it, does it have toes? Like, you know, 
the joke about potatoes don't have toes or whatever. But I've never heard that joke. Oh, that's a Dan Quayle thing. That's history. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but so it's plural is mistletoes. According to Smithsonian Magazine. Well, we're going to take that as the expert. Yeah. So this guy says, uh, I've seen some branches with so many mistletoes on them. The branch can die. There's others that you probably wouldn't even notice. Interesting. And that the host doesn't seem to notice that there's mistletoe <laughs> attached on. They don't grow out of the soil. Okay. Because of their parasitic nature, mistletoes don't ever touch soil. They don't huh. touch the ground. Uh, instead, when a mistletoe seed drops onto a potential host plant, it grabs on and starts to germinate. Okay. Um, and it's got this uh, fiber-type substance, sticky substance, that allows it to attach to branches of trees and other sciencey stuff there about mistletoes. Some mistletoes spread their seeds by exploding. Okay. While others depend on birds. That's so. Very that's dramatic. kind of how it gets to far-flung trees and how it spreads with that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I wonder if somebody has to watch it. What do you mean? Like, how do they know that it explodes? Is somebody's oh. was it somebody's job just to sit there for twenty four hours you know a day to watch it? Well, now we use cameras. Um, some species shoot seeds from their fruits by building up water pressure within their berries and exploding. And they can fly pretty uh, long distances. And what's long distance? In some cases, as far as 20 feet and speeds up to 30 what? miles an hour. That's insane. 20 feet, 30 miles an hour well, of exploding berries. That might be kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Well, and then you think about where we live. We're constantly dealing with wind here. Pretty severe wind. I wonder if that maybe like would propel it further and faster. So... Interesting. Yeah, and birds like mistletoe berries, okay. and so they help spread them too okay. and, and germinate. Some mistletoes eat other mistletoes. <laughs> Parasite. Yes. Um, it's not uncommon for birds to disperse one mistletoe's seeds while they feed on the fruits of another mistletoe because mistletoes are apt to latch onto any plant they can. Some species have adapted to using their secondary mistletoe as a host. Hmm. Uh, so you may have mistletoe on top of mistletoe. And some of that, these mistletoes have become what is called a hyperparasite. Okay. It's a parasite that parasitizes another parasite. Can okay. we throw parasite one more time in that <laughs> definition? Uh, mistletoes grow pretty much everywhere on the planet. Okay. Um, warm temperature, cold temperatures. That's about all the knowledge I have of mistletoes. That is, that's more than enough. Without looking at a bunch of other stuff. Interesting. So I still don't really understand, though, why we kiss under mistletoe, other than it being in some songs. Well, sometimes that's all it takes. And I think that if you, uh, I read, did read something, and it's not pulling up right here, but if you refuse the kiss, then you are like, cursed Ooh, oh my or goodness. like you received bad luck or something okay. of that nature but i i think you should be able to refuse a kiss if you don't want a kiss so in that regards i'm kind of glad this idea is, is dying out well i was gonna ask like could you cancel out the bad luck by finding the pickle in the tree if you if you were the first one to find it there we go you yes Problem i think solved. it has to cancel there we go unless you've refused more than one kiss <sighs> is there like a, a breaking point here rules is it is it uh, you know one for one, <laughs> one pickle for one refusal? Yes, but there's only one pickle. Uh, this other thing says maybe 
the first book version of A Christmas Carol might have helped popularize Kissing Under the Mistletoe. Okay. But I'm still not really finding anything uh, that would help. But (laughs) the name mistletoe comes from two Anglo-Saxon words. Okay. Mistle, which means dung. Oh, no. And tan, which means twig or stick. So you could translate mistletoe as poo on a stick. There we go. Not exactly romantic. No, does not sound like something I want to kiss underneath. No. Ugh. Well, thanks for doing that research. Well, you're very welcome. Sorry I didn't have more information to share with everybody. I think that's perfectly fine. We don't need more information. I think we got enough. <laughs> no, but I'm going to see if I can start incorporating mistletoe, the word, mm-hmm. not the item, and just regular conversation. Mm-hmm. And that people are going to get strange looks or mm-hmm. give me strange looks. I'm going to say, you can literally translate it poo on a stick. There we go. And I think that's what you're trying to feed me right now. Oh. No. No, please don't. All right, why don't you say something that's not related to that to cleanse the palate? Well, how about we just remind everybody that I would love to hear from you. Tell me your stories. If you're doing pickles in your tree, if you have mistletoe in your home, if that's something you grew up with, we'd love to hear about that. So check us out on the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. There you can send us a direct message. You can partake in our polls that are in our stories. You can check out our feed. But we would sure love to hear from you on the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. And until the morrow when we will be back with day 11 mm. of Front Porch Miss 2021. Mm-hmm. I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. Thanks for listening, y'all. See ya.